0: Welcome in here. Happy Thursday morning to you. Robert De Niro now. Uh, His seventh child born in April is now six months old and he is the ripe age of 80 and has given his first real interview since that child's birth about what it's like to be a dad again at the age of 80. And I have to tell you the first couple of times, when I read this this morning, Uh the the first few comments about this, I'm like, Wow, you're not really like you're not really excited about it. No. You know?
1: Not at all. Yeah, is it well, you know, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it is mind. what it is. Whatever. It's Okay. <laughs> I mean I guess I guess when you're eighty, most things probably hit you that way. It's like there's not much you haven't seen by now. So yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, it's fine.
0: But I mean, she's she's such a great love and we adore her and such light to come into our life. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot he could have said other than it's okay. Yeah.
1: It's all right. You know, (laughs) I uh, I'll deal with it. Yeah, sure. But I think, I wonder if some of that has not been the fact that even when the announcement was made, because we didn't know she was pregnant. The first announcement that we had about this was you know just a little while ago when it was like, oh, Robert De Niro's wife gave birth and we were like, what? We didn't know <laughs> uh-huh. she was pregnant. So, uh, because of that, I mean immediately, there was a raft of you know commenters and people oh, yeah. that were hacking away at them going, "Oh, he's never going to be able to see that kid grow up and this is terrible." That maybe every time it comes up now, he's just a little spiky about it and going, "Yeah, yeah. okay, sure. Yeah, the baby uh-huh i knew that was what this was going to be about
0: yeah so he gave this interview to the guardian they're wording this as if it's being published this coming sunday i can't tell from how they're it saying. it sounds this. like it yeah um his partner's name is tiffany chen i don't think they're married Are and they that not- was part of what he got grief for also
1: that could also be yeah that she's a girlfriend and not a wife but it's 2023 gang yeah, <laughs> let's right. catch up
0: get over it um so he has reflected on fatherhood now 50 years of being a dad and what he said about this was he said it doesn't get easier (laughs) and is what it is what it is is a line out of one of his movies i can't remember which one right now but it's out of a movie and he said i don't do the heavy lifting he said i'm there and i support my girlfriend but she does the work and we have help which is so important it sounds like he doesn't really do much no. Um,
1: and I, yeah, he went on to say with a baby, it's different to with my 11 year old, you know, my adult children, my grandchildren, it's all different. And he's I'm sure he's right about that, because every you know, we I had two of them as babies, you know, mm-hmm. and they were very different from each other, even though we were still fairly young. They were only four years apart. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's just a very different experience every time you go through it. But I would imagine there are some things about being an 80-year-old, having never been an 80-year-old, I, I don't know what that feels like, but that anything you do is going to feel a little bit different than you did even 11 years ago when he would have been, what, 69?
0: Yeah, and I mean, the, parts of the, the part that he's not saying is he also has more wisdom to offer and more experience to offer now that he's done this multiple times. And he just kind of hemmed and hawed about it a little bit. He said, you know, you think more about time. Every summer, everything you say, well, I'm going to use these few months of summer to be with my kids and my family. Um, And he says, you know, I'm trying to stay alive and, and stay healthy. And I think about the present and what I'm doing now.
1: And what, and that's the other thing about Robert De Niro is that he is still so incredibly active in what he does. You know, he's still very much involved. He started the Tribeca Film Festival, and he's still very much involved in that. Uh, he's still – I don't know that he's still acting. I'm sure – I mean, if we look up on IMDb, I'm sure that's he's got projects right that are in the works. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he when he gave the interview about, about Tribeca this year uh, on – I think it was Good Morning America – uh, or No, I'm sorry, it was the Today Show. It actually says today at the top of the page that when he gave that interview about Tribeca, uh, he's not doddering. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He he doesn't seem like, we've talked before about how old people don't look old anymore. He doesn't look 80, and and he doesn't, he's not slow. He, I mean, he's, he's Robert De Niro,
0: you know? Yeah. If the guy lived in 95, I would not be surprised. Here's what he's got. Uh, there were things this year. Or, or still coming this year. Four things go. on his uh, movie database page. Killers of the Flower Moon.
1: Oh, that's right. I've seen the commercials for that all over. The, that's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio and and mm-hmm. everybody in the world is in that movie.
0: About My Father, which is not getting good ratings online. Oh, well. Uh, Ezra and Nada, N-A-D-A, a TV miniseries. Okay. Five episodes so far.
1: So just okay. goes to show. I mean, he's he's not slowing down. So yeah. the idea that well, he's not going to be around to see that kid grow up. Don't put it past him. He is, after all, Robert De
0: Niro. Which I think is um, an interesting comment as far as where the conversation goes because I think we look at somebody who's 80 years old and say, you are too old and and that to have started this process with this kid who's not going to know you after this child is a certain age. But then you do look at somebody like this and go, you know, some people are healthy and some people keep going and kids keep you young. Sure,
1: and that's also, I mean, we we need to remember, 30-year-old guys drop dead sometimes. For sure. So just because you have a child when you're 26, that doesn't necessarily mean you're guaranteed to watch them grow up. And should it really make any difference, I guess, in our attitudes about it? And the funny thing about it is, you know, we think about this in terms of men because we can do that. We can father children as long as we live. Mm Mm-hmm. And we never really thought about it so much with women having a child in their 60s, 70s or whatever. But now with technology, you absolutely can do that.
0: It's just more dangerous. You just run into many. It's it's how can I put this? There's a lot less risk involved for him. Oh, yeah. Because well. he's just providing. <laughs> he gets he, the he's fun just making part. An offering. Right. Yeah she's got to carry it for 9 months you know and but there are also a lot of other ways to do this i mean surrogacy is a thing adoption is a thing there are, i think we also have to think about there are ways for parents to become parents at an older age other than just traditional methods sure so given
1: that is is there any Or should there be? I mean, granted, it's their relationship. We really shouldn't have any say in it. And we don't. I mean, clearly we don't. He didn't ask us. Right. Uh, (laughs) But but to you, I mean, is there is there an age where you feel like, you know what, that's uh, I I know what I feel like for me. I'm not gonna judge anybody else, but I know what I feel like for me. And I you know, I mentioned when Jen and I got married, I think we were thirty-eight or thirty-nine. And we discussed it briefly. We talked about it. We, you know, wouldn't it be great to have a kid that is ours? You know, mm-hmm. it's a combination of us yeah. two. And and then very quickly we went, oh, we're tired, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's just we've been through four of these. Do we really want to do this again? And really, both of us kind of came to the conclusion of, yeah, that would be really fun, but we're tired.
0: If you became a parent at an older age, they call it a geriatric pregnancy for women, which really needs to be a different word. That's a terrible name, and it's over the age like thirty-five. I mean, it's just kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but if you became a parent at an older age, especially if that was by choice, how or not how, but why, and and what's that experience been like? Because the other thing we have to think about is that some people just get married for the first time later in life, sure, and want to have kids and. You know, sometimes they're 45 or 50 when that happens. And th- you understand that, too, for people that just get married at a later age and still want kids.
1: Definitely. And and whatever other people think about it, I mean, when you show up at the Little League game and everybody asks you where, where your grandson is, you know, OK, fine. That That's their preconceived notion. And you can always set people straight or you can just say, yeah, he's that one out there. He's number seven. Let's go to Sunshine and Grandview. Hi, Sunshine.
0: Hi, how are you? Doing great, great. doing
1: great. Welcome back. Glad in.
0: you let me on. Um, got a couple of things. Robert Nadero, yes, he's old, but he's from the old school. Yeah. And when he says he'll have somebody help, oh, believe me, he'll have somebody help. But I, uh, I told your guy that if we're going to really kind of start having babies that old, at least factor in your age till you can stay with him or be available to him till he's eighteen. After 18, these star kids go crazy anyway. So, But maybe you'll offer him some type of advice that will help him later in life. Me, myself, I had four kids by the age I was 25. I was thinking, oh, I can kick it with my kids. I kicked it with my kids, and now they got grandkids, and I'll be 58 tomorrow, and I'm tired.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm Uh with you. Sunshine, well said. Thank you. And the other thing is, uh, I mean, Through his movies, obviously De Niro's life is a little different than most of ours, uh, different from most of ours. And through his movies, this child will have an opportunity to know certainly his body of work, not necessarily to know him, but to know what he did and why people had such respect for him. But it is funny that uh, when my mom found out that she was really sick, Mm -hmm. she wrote a long letter to my oldest's son because she knew that she was probably not going to have that opportunity to see him as a 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old, so yeah. she wrote a letter to him for the future. I love that. Uh, yeah, and uh, he'll he'll get it. I forget what birthday it is that, uh, that he'll end up with that on, but he'll get it at some point when he's old enough to understand and appreciate it.
0: I love that so much. This is Dana does the legacy recordings. You know, I just love, I wish I could, I wish I could have gotten my, I don't think I can get my mom to do it, but I wish they even just have the books that you can have people fill out kind of telling their life story in a structured way. But I love the, that's um, the sentimental part of me, loves the letters that are left behind for the the people to come. I just think that's cool. And it wouldn't
1: surprise me to see him do that same kind of thing to say, okay, here's the life advice that I would give you if I were here to give it to you.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Texture just reminded us oldest woman in the world just went skydiving at 104. Yes. And she died. Yeah. Uh, age, doesn't, age doesn't mean as much anymore. Yeah, you're right.
1: You're oh, right. Oh, hundred percent. So I mean, I think that where people get caught up with it is they feel like you're shortchanging the child. It's right. not so much about you is they they feel like you're shortchanging the child. and like you're going to deny him a father when he's whatever age, when he's 10 or 11 years old, or maybe even sooner than that. And, and as we just got done saying, a, that's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. You may very well be there because, as the I think the texture was alluding to, he could live to 104. Who would be shocked, <laughs> you know, uh, given his record? And I, I it, so that's not a guarantee that you're not going to be there. And it also doesn't mean that that you're denying them of anything, right? If you are, I mean, if Robert De Niro is gone in five years. Mm-hmm. then he got five years with that son who is going to have a great support system of brothers and sisters who go all the way up into their 30s and
0: 40s. Yeah, and as you pointed out earlier, I was 22 when my dad died. Yeah. I mean, one would have thought, you know, and my, my dad was 20, 28 or 29 when I was born. I mean, one would have thought I should have had him until he was 80, right? He was 50 when he died. I mean, so... Like you said, that doesn't guarantee having kids young doesn't guarantee they're always going to have you either.
1: Sure. And, and it doesn't mean that the that their support structure is going to fall apart if you're gone early.
0: Right. Okay, now we're getting very thinky about it. 913-586-7798 7, 7, if you want to get in here. Uh, still to come this hour, we will get to this story about what this high school football coach did not do when fights were breaking out in his locker room. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Phone number here, 913 5867798 seven, seven, Next story comes to us out of Kingfisher, Oklahoma. this next story has been a long time in the making because we finally have some results of an investigation that's been underway for a while about this high school.
1: Yeah. uh, And as much trouble as we've had with local high schools and ineligibility, this is a very different story from that one. Uh, This what was going on at the locker room at this high school with football players that were uh, starting as freshmen and going all the way through seniors. So this wasn't just presumably wasn't just the varsity team. This was every Everybody who was involved in the football program were apparently involved in some kind of fight club like activity where they would they called it the ring. And they would they called it that because they would have all the players standing around in a big ring around the two players in the middle. And there's video of a lot of this as well, who would just start wailing away at each other. Uh, One of the videos that they showed alongside this article that kicked off the investigation had a couple of kids. One of them was wearing boxing gloves. And the other one just had towels wrapped around his fist. So it wasn't quite bare-knuckle brawling, but it was close. It was about as close as you're going to get to that. And these are all football players on the same team. And the coach knew all of this was going on, according to the investigation. knew I mean, how would you not? It's your locker room and all your players are in there. Um, And just completely looked the other way and gave tacit approval to this kind of activity going on. It's unfathomable.
0: Okay, so here's what, um, so this coach now is being charged, that's how this finally came to light with a felony count of child neglect. Uh, He is the head football coach, his name is Jeff Myers. The quote from the court documents say, during the course of the investigation, the special agents learned that football players were left alone and most of the time not supervised by an adult or faculty member while inside the Donovan Boutwell Center, which I assume is like their football complex? That's their gym, yeah. Okay, I wanna stop there for a second. Um, and Colin, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I do have a question. How unusual is that that if you have your players that are in the in the football complex or in the athletic center to not have an adult there?
1: Um, there's usually an adult everywhere is, is, okay. is to, if it's a scheduled practice or like a school and event, yeah, you're going to have some because somebody's got to come unlock the door. you know, somebody's got to be there <laughs> to, to, right. to let everybody in. but if it's not a supervised or scheduled event, that's the only time I think no adults would be there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when my son was playing football, I don't know how many coaches are on your team, but they had, and this was a relatively small high school in a relatively small town. There were four coaches, and there were always at least two of them in the locker room, usually all four. We have 13. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. 12, 13 coaches, I think. Somewhere it's somewhere, it's somewhere it's 10 plus is what I'll say
0: okay so investigators interviewed this is out of kfor uh, investigators interviewed 14 former high school football players there who admitted to knowledge who had knowledge of witnessing and or participating in the ring they also talked to four former players who witnessed this coach jeff Myers watching the ring wrestling matches five other players said he knew about the boxing match so we've got wrestling and boxing matches happening As John said, there were videos of this that get pretty, again, it's just like the Fight Club. It's it's exactly, it's just like that. Everything you've ever seen out of Fight Club is happening here. I want to get to the last two paragraphs of this story, particularly the last sentence here. Uh Uh-huh. Uh So the affidavit says Myers confirmed that he knew about the ring. He denied knowledge about any boxing, but he admitted to knowledge and confirmed he had witnessed one of the wrestling matches, which again, conflicts with what former players said. Here's the sentence I want to talk about. Myers reportedly didn't see any difference between the locker room brawls and the players wrestling as part of the public schools wrestling program. (sighs) talk to me. 913-586-7798. Cuz that's what he's using as justification. He's basically saying like, "Yeah, I saw it happen. No big deal." Uh-huh. Yeah, and and it's just like, yeah, I mean, we have a
1: wrestling team here, so yeah, right. what what's what's the problem? Well, the problem is a lack of supervision, B, lack of any kind of referee, any uh, I mean anybody there to to stop somebody from doing something, I mean, the reason why rules are in place in wrestling and football and all of these other things is every rule that's there, or just about, uh, is designed to keep people from getting hurt. And if you have no supervision, you have no referee, you have nobody there officiating the event, what's to stop somebody from doing something and you're going to break one of those kids' arms?
0: Yeah, there's no regulation. There's no containment. There's no... Um Usually those are teams fighting against each other, you know, in different schools, not just kids on your own team. And I wondered, like, did these kids not get hurt and then have to go play football? And I also wondered what their parents knew, which is not anywhere in this story.
1: Yeah, uh, boy, you're right. And I wish they had. At least to say the parents were completely unaware and are shocked by blah 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 blah. <laughs> right. Uh, it, to even mention that because you're right, it leaves that question open as to whether the kids did any talking to their parents about this. Um, I mean, it, it the the fact that uh, one of the the people involved in this overheard uh, the coach calling players cancers. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, he's a real sweetheart of a guy, apparently. And was accused of all kinds of other things as well. Um, that person, by the way, who, who made that recollection has also been charged with perjury and
0: child abuse in this case. I, I mean, how widespread was all of this? I'm wondering that, too. Who else knew? Who, who else knew? Somebody else had to have known. Yeah. These kids couldn't just keep their mouth shut about it. I'm, sur- I'm sure somebody else knew.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a curiosity because that assistant coach, Michael Knoll, the one who's been charged with perjury and child abuse, mm-hmm. child abuse sounds like a much harsher charge than yeah. child endangerment. Mm-hmm. So what was his involvement? Why did he get the bigger charge? Was he, was he frequently there? Was he the one that either organized all of this? Um, I mean, during the uh, it goes on to say during one of the uh, 2015 to 2016 season, a former player witnessed Nall grab another player by his face mask and punch him in the face three to four times. Uh, yeah, six uh, six of them confirmed that Nall wrestled as wrestled a student football player that allegedly happened when the player was a freshman. That's what you need. You need an adult football coach yeah. wrestling a freshman.
0: It makes me wonder: was he in the ring? Was yeah. this assistant coach in Sounds the middle? Like it kind of sort of being like you said sort of being the referee but like allowing this to happen and then coming in contact with a couple of these
1: kids
0: (laughs) felony child abuse is what the head coach faces if he is convicted if Oklahoma is like any other state won't teach again yep get a felony on your record you can't teach well I don't know if he teaches and maybe this is not a school where they have to teach maybe this is just where he coaches we, I think we have a lot of feelings about this. 913-586-7798. What should happen here? What happens next year? I mean, how do you make sure as a school that this kind of stuff isn't happening?
1: Yeah, and if you have, by the way, if you have uh, a son or a daughter who's involved in athletics, how much do you talk to them about what goes on? Um, I mean, this is something that, that's so far beyond the pale. I don't know if many parents would think, boy, I should ask my son if there's a fight club going on in the locker room after the games are over. Uh, but, but, I mean, do you talk to them at all about, about the conduct, about the, the coaching styles, about what goes on while they're there? Uh, we didn't. I mean, when, mm-hmm. when my son was playing football, you know, he would occasionally tell me, yeah, we had a bad game this week, or we had a lousy week of practice, whatever. But it was always very, you know, kind of surface level. Um, we, we didn't have deep conversations about what went on in the locker room. It it was just, he was a, you
0: know, he's a football player and the coaches acted like coaches and the kid kids acted like players. Here's a text. We just got real fast. We'll get to a break, but this is where I think we need to chat for a second. Texas says, I hate to say this. Boys will be boys. Many boys do this anyway. My son did this with his friends. It's just a matter of who calls uncle. Is that. Okay, and we're okay with that.
1: I would disagree with that because I think that takes the the adult supervision out of the mix. Yeah. I mean kids get in fights in high school, but when the coach sees it happening, they're supposed to go and break it up.
0: Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. We'll get to more of your comments on this next on KMBZ. Oh, there's so much more to get into with this now oh, as we get yeah, further is. into the story. Yikes. Uh, We gotta talk about the Hall of Fame part too, if you go way down into the story about that coach. Um, Okay, so we're talking about the story out of Kingfisher, Oklahoma. Um, A lot of branches to this. A lot of this is coming out in a federal lawsuit and the results of an investigation from the state that have come out about essentially a fight club called The Ring that was happening amongst high school football players at this high school. It involved boxing, it involved wrestling, the headline on this story was the head coach now has been charged with felony child, abuse, child neglect, felony, child neglect. There were a lot of people in in year, this has been going on for a while. Yep. And there were a lot of people who knew what was going on. So the
1: charges uh, stemmed from a lawsuit and the lawsuit was filed by the parents of one of the kids who was a, a he's the victim. He's listed as the victim in the lawsuit. Who was beaten severely as part of this ring? Uh, they also say he suffered sexual abuse, hazing, bullying, beatings. I mean, there were pictures of him with bruises all over him. And uh, I mean, they go through some of the, the, uh, the more gory details of the sexual abuse that he is alleged to have suffered here. Yeah. Uh, We're not going to do that because it's a little bit much, but I mean, use your imagination of the the kind of hazing that we've heard about in the past. It was all of that. So here's what happened. The lawsuits filed. All of a sudden the charges start coming down and that's when you have the neglect charge against the head coach, the child abuse card uh, charge against the assistant coach And as somebody pointed out on the text line a little while ago, wait a minute, aren't coaches in the same way that teachers are mandatory reporters? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And those charges are there too against a member of the school board because now here's where it gets really complex and convoluted, but we'll try to make this as simple as possible. Before the lawsuit was filed, the father of the boy who suffered the abuse went to the school board member. With evidence, with photographs, with video, with everything that he could compile about what was going on. The school board member did not report. That school board member is a mandatory reporter and has now been charged with failure to report abuse. But so has the father who brought this information to the school board. The father of the boy who was abused has also been charged with with failure to report, because even though he gave the information to the school board and came forward and blew open this story, he didn't file a police report.
0: So the school board member, although not reporting um, what she knew to authorities, did tell the superintendent at the time and told she believed he would report it to authorities. Uh So the school board member, who's a female, told the superintendent... And she thought he was going to do it,
1: and everybody's passing the buck. So right. this, and the, I mean, and it sounds like, even though you know this is not part of the evidence in the story, but what it sounds like is when that gets up to the to the superintendent, and the superintendent doesn't do anything with it. Doesn't that sound to you like the superintendent might have gone to one of these schools and knew about it?
0: And how do you, as a father, especially when the level of wrongdoing? And abuse and everything is this bad. And you've got, I mean, he literally had a packet of evidence to hand over. How do you not go to police? How do how do you just leave this to the school district to handle?
1: Here's what they said. This is in a statement that came out from the lawyers for the family. It said Justin, Justin and Lindy Mecklenburg, who are the parents of this child who the, the lawsuit is is being filed by Justin and Judy Mecklenburg have been relentless in their pursuit of justice for their son, Mason. They reported what happened to the person in charge, Jeff Myers. They demanded action by the coach school board members, the district and prosecutors. They met with prosecutors without a lawyer to make sure that law enforcement had a full understanding of all that has happened. They helped their son get lawyers to represent him in court And they've even filed their own case in the Oklahoma Supreme Court in which they asked the court to intervene and take action because the school board and Ryan Walters have stood by and done nothing. So far, it's startling for anyone to suggest that they could have done more. So what they're saying is he went and talked to prosecutors but didn't file an official police report. I I can understand from the dad's standpoint, I've done everything I can do here.
0: Yeah, and didn't know that that had to be a step. You figure if you're talking to prosecutors, police already know. Sure. I'm going to ask a dumb question. Um, Teachers are mandatory reporters and people in a school district are are mandatory reporters. Are parents? I mean, can anybody with knowledge of abuse or neglect be charged if they know it and don't report it? Because he's charged with failure to report child abuse or neglect.
1: That is an excellent question that I do not know the answer to. So let's see what the Googles say. Are parents mandatory reporters? Or uh, if I
0: know um, that a you know that a child I'm aware of, friends' kid or whatever, am I? If I know of that abuse, am I required? Of course I would. You hope everybody would, but can I be charged if I don't? According
1: to the Thomas Jefferson Law Review mandatory reporters in most states so i guess we'd have to look up uh, look up oklahoma specifically uh mandatory reporters are limited to healthcare professionals and other child related professions such as teachers so in that case it would seem to indicate no
0: interesting so i wonder why he was charged in that case that
1: sounds like retribution
0: doesn't it okay this seems like a minor question in the grand scheme of everything we just talked about but I want to bring up this Oklahoma Coaches Hall of Fame thing for just a second because of the number of conversations that we've had on a much grander scale about um, athletes or musicians or whatever it is who reach a pretty high status and win awards or get win Grammys, whatever Oscars, get inducted into the Hall of Fame. And then after we either find out things that they did before they were inducted or they've done things since. Myers was inducted, this is the head coach, inducted into the Oklahoma Coaches Hall of Fame in 2020. When did all this stuff happen? Starting in like 2015,
1: 2016? 2015 is when this particular part of it happened. Whether that fight club was, was a going concern before that, we don't know.
0: So the Oklahoma Coaches Association was asked by the media if Myers would be stripped of his title due to the felony charge. What they said is, until the courts decide these cases, it is premature to speculate on what we're going to do. Also, as a result of the status of the ongoing investigations, it would be irresponsible for us to talk about it any further. So I'll ask, should he still be in the Coach's Hall of Fame? Mm-hmm. There's just so many people involved in this. Like, how did everybody fail here in some way?
1: I it, yeah, to, to the question that you just posited about w- whether this should have a bearing on his appearance in the Coach's Hall of Fame, to me... And and O.J. Simpson is always the one that comes up when we talk about this because he's still in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The difference is, and I'm not defending the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I would rather see him out. But uh, if you were going to make the case, okay, what he was accused of doing had nothing to do with his football career. In this case, that doesn't wash. And I would say that this should definitely be enough if he's convicted Th- this should definitely be enough to rip him out of the coach's Hall of Fame because this had ex- this had everything to do with his responsibilities as a coach, with his actions as a coach. And the fact that he saw something going on with his players who he's supposed to be supervising and didn't do anything about it.
0: I want to bring up one more thing on the text line and we'll go to the phones back to the can a parent be charged if you know and don't report it. I, yes. Texter just said. But when a boyfriend is abusing a girlfriend's child, hasn't the girlfriend been charged for not reporting it? Yes. Many of mo- many mothers have been charged if they are aware that their child is being abused, particularly by a parent or boyfriend, and they don't report it.
1: So they they may not fall into that category of mandatory reporter by law, but mm-hmm. but if you see the abuse going on, if you know it's going on and it's going on in front of you and it's your child, yes, you have a legal responsibility to report it. 913-586-7798. Let's go to Robin, who's calling in from Higginsville. Hi,
0: Robin. Hi. Um, I was kind of wondering just what the father's job was. Maybe he is a mandated reporter. That's a good point. Maybe he works in the school district yeah, somewhere. Yeah, they, and they don't, yeah, I, they don't I myself, say. I take care of people that are mentally handicapped, and I do this in people's homes, but I would still be a mandated reporter because I've been trained.
1: Yeah, and and that I mean from what the statement from the lawyer said, the I guess he figured if he if he had the if he reported it to the prosecutors that he figured that would have been enough. Uh but they're saying, "Well, you didn't file a police report." And I mean, I can understand if he actually had a conversation with prosecutors in that area th- that he would have thought, "Okay, my job here is done. It's in their hands now." Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what else they expected him to do. Robin, thank you. Yeah, that's that's a wrinkle that we hadn't thought of, is if he's also in a job that's a mandatory reporting job.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just kind of blown away by the number of people, the assistant coach, and just this environment, and this is where I do put it on the head coach, this environment where this was allowed to happen and be okay, and assistant coaches were involved. And, I mean, it, it, this wasn't just the head coach. No,
1: and, and and by the way, you want to hear the most predictable part of this story? News 4 has emailed Superintendent Ryan Walter's office about Myers' employment and the future of his teaching license, but have not heard back. We've also called and left a voicemail for Kingfisher Public Schools
0: Superintendent David Glover, but our call has not been returned. Yeah, don't say. Um. So the last line of this, too, is because, again, we mentioned the lawsuit a settlement of 5 million dollars and the firing of myers was presented earlier this year to the public schools but the clock ran out on that offer what do you mean it ran out it now sits at 10 million dollars with the same request of firing myers
1: so they yeah that sounds like that's what they the parents are asking it? for and the school district just demurred
0: get it together no kidding get it together if you have thoughts here 913-586-7798 uh we we've got a series of stories today that we will get to i don't know how many of these we'll get to but we have guns being used in a variety of situations that are kind of stupid we'll get to as many of these <laughs> as we can coming up here on KMBZ. as long as we're talking about football we may as well go to this story out of tennessee Again, we have several like this uh the remainder of this year's youth football season has been called off at a league in Tennessee. After a fight broke out at Saturday's game.
1: Yeah, Greenbrier, Bobcats, were playing Jolton Vikings. Uh, Jolton, by the way, the home of the Nashville Zoo. So we're talking Middle Tennessee here. And something happened. I mean, again, recognize this is a game among 12-year-old kids. So uh, out on the field, the play is going on. There's a fumble. And, of course, what happens when there's a fumble and there's a bunch of 12-year-old kids on the field? Dog pile. So they all yeah. jump on the ball. And the the referees did what referees are supposed to do. They ran over to the dog pile. They start pulling kids off of the pile. And then one of the dads runs out onto the field. And the referees did what referees are supposed to do in that case. They said, get off the field. You are not supposed to be here. Get off the field. That's when dad reached for his gun. Thankfully... He didn't, uh, he, he didn't fire the gun, which is the good news in this story. But, yeah, they said a uh, man in a brown jacket gets into a fight. The man is shown but keeps his hand in a bag, and that bag is where the gun was.
0: The parent who brought the gun has now been banned from all games. Uh, also, one of the coaches is suspended, and the league is canceling the rest of the games for the 12-year-old team. Um so the league said we told Greenbrier they needed to do their own discipline and whatever discipline they decided on this board of the middle Tennessee junior football league would look at it and if we thought it was okay we'd be okay with it if we felt like it needed something added we get together and decide to add to it basically um how common is it for 12 year old boys to just get into a dog pile in a football game like that because that doesn't seem entirely unusual to me.
1: No, I would guess every fumble Yeah, (laughs) that's going to be, I mean, that happens at the NFL level when there's a fumble. Uh, Yeah. Anybody who's anywhere near it jumps for the ball and you end up with that giant pile full of people. Uh, Yeah. And it was Greenbrier's decision, by the way, to, to go ahead and cancel the rest of their season for the 12 year old youth program. They said, we took the information that, Oh yeah. You, that's, that's the part you just read. They've set the bar for all the leagues. And so they said this type of violence, unfortunately is becoming more common contributing to, as we have all talked about in the past, the referee shortage in the area.
0: But my question about that is, it doesn't sound like the 12-year-old kids did anything other than what they would normally do in a game. Sure. Now, I get that sometimes during the game, things get violent. But that's what I mean. If, if the dog pile is just typical to a game, what did the 12-year-olds do wrong? It feels like they're being punished for something this one dad did.
1: It does. And it, that's exactly what it sounds like. And, and I don't think there's... Uh, I, because as I said, I, I I don't think that's an unusual event at all unless they were talking about. I mean, if there was more to it and there's video of this, but it's hard to tell because the video is really focused on the guy who had the gun. Uh, but, it, you know, if, if there was more to it with punches being thrown inside the dog pile and all of that, maybe. OK, but it doesn't sound like it. I mean, it sounds like they were just having trouble because all the kids were trying to get a hold of the ball.
0: Right. And so I can just see how that can seem like. I can see how that would appear to be a fight, but when 12 year old kids are just kind of thrashing around and just trying to figure out where the ball is and Uh trying to get other kids out of the way. And there's a bunch of them and some of them are tall at that point. And so, yeah, that's a shame that dad, ruined it
1: yeah there was and i'm looking at the the video now of what led up to all of this and when they finally got the kids up off the ground there was a little bit of shoving going on but the referees had it full well under control before the dad with a gun decided to pop out there i mean it was the same thing you know on the bottom of that dog pile somebody gets a an ankle twisted or something like that they get mad they shove the other kid and then it was over except yeah. it wasn't
0: yeah okay then we go to houston this one starts uh, with somebody unhappy with the price of a car. This leads to gunshots.
1: Haggling over the price of a car. Uh, another one of the most stupid things that could ever lead to shots fired. And, uh, and this was fatal. Uh, yeah, it, it, right. Uh, there, we, we've got a couple of fatals to talk about, unfortunately, as far as this goes. Because, uh, again, who hasn't done that? Who hasn't? Yeah, I mean, they even parody it in. Uh, uh, oh, I mean, it's it's been in movies forever, you know. So where somebody gets hot under the collar, and then they show the salesman, and he walks over into the a sales manager's office, and they're just like having a cup of coffee while they're supposed to be talking through, you know, whatever whatever deal they're trying to work out. It's it's all a game, and the idea that somebody gets involved in that game and pulls out a gun just doesn't make any sense.
0: So you have two people who are there to negotiate over the price of a car. And this is a family owned business. This is Star Motor Company. They're calling it a vehicle transaction, but this is what it was. Um, And so it's the adult son of the owners who died in the business parking lot and was shot over this. And it was the two suspects who were doing the negotiating that apparently fired the shots, that took off, and they haven't been able to find him yet. Yeah,
1: and he's been there since... I mean, this was one of his first jobs, is that he was working in the family business. And, uh, I mean, they, they said of him, another family member said, he was like an angel. He never cursed. He never harmed anybody. He was a good guy. I've never seen him do anything wrong. But, yeah, I mean, if somebody... If you can't come to an agreement, if you think you're being screwed or whatever it is that, you know, that that people would say that makes them mad about haggling over a car, walk out. There are other dealerships.
0: Walk away. We only have two minutes for this. But again, men in their 20s and 30s. Yeah. What is that? That that you go from, you won't let me have the car for the price I want, to getting a gun out and shooting a guy. What is that
1: about? And I mean, it's even worse when we get to the final story here that we'll get to very, very quickly out of Pembroke Pines, Florida, where uh, you had a guy working at a GameStop and noticed that somebody was stealing Pokemon cards and pulled out a gun and shot him. The gun was in his waistband. He fired one shot, hitting the man in the side. The shoplifter dropped the cards, ran outside to a waiting pickup truck where a woman called police. The suspect then died hours, three hours later at the hospital shot somebody over Pokemon cards
0: worth $120 a box.
1: Yeah. uh, And, and they're so far the investigation is ongoing, but they're thinking that this is going to somehow fall under that (laughs) convoluted stand your ground law that Florida has.
0: I mean, it's the wild West in Florida. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that that's, that that may apply here.
1: Yeah. Uh, Then uh, they said in the article that uh, it does not allow for simply protecting property so there may be a manslaughter charge coming here Uh, Guerrero is being held at the Broward County Jail that's the guy who fired the shot on $25,000 bail jail records don't show him with an attorney at least not yet
0: cool it everybody with it all right we'll take a break coming up in the next hour a lot of us hit the snooze button we used to get a lot of guilt for that oh it's going to ruin your health and maybe not so bad get to that coming up here in KMBZ